Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Selmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield News, sports, and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Saturday offers one last chance to cast a vote for school board. We talk proclamations and much more in a moment with the mayor. Juneteenth celebration set for this Saturday in Mansfield. Lake Ridge student makes next door's top 100 list. Carter Blood Center teams up with local medical center for local blood drive. Library launches kids summer reading program. In sports, legacy baseball team falls shy of the state championship in a historic season. Coming up in the features section. I'm science reporter Dennis Webb, and today I'll talk about planets in the early morning sky in the science segment. Summertime in Texas means spending more time in the cool, sparkling water. I'm Angel Biasati, and we'll have some safety tips in Memphis Mansfield News to Know. Should a buyer reach out directly to the listing agent to buy a house? I'm Beth Steinke, and today we will discuss agency, fiduciary duties, and representation in the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that will have you breaking out the blender for the first time this summer. We have the seven-day weather forecast, and in the talk segment, Steve talks with a Mansfield teenager who was just selected nationally as one of next door's top 100 neighbors. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on the podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube. Wealth Building Made Simple. What do you see when you look at your trees? Beauty, shade, strength, long life? Trees can be destroyed instantly by great storms and over time by microscopic organisms and not to mention causes between those extremes. Trees can't complain or even move out of harm's way. They depend on human care. Nobody is more qualified to provide that care than the experts at Bartlett Tree Experts. Their specialty is preventive care, the kind that's the most cost-effective, the kind that is the best value in arboriculture. Bartlett representatives and technicians Technicians are trained and backed by the scientists of the Bartlett Tree Research Laboratories. They are your neighbors, completely knowledgeable about local trees and shrubs. For a free inspection from your local Bartlett Arborist, call 1-877-BARTLETT. Their advice is free and you're under no obligation. Your trees and shrubs are a large part of your property investment and deserve the best care. Bartlett Care. Call a Bartlett Certified Arborist today. 1-877-BARTLETT. Or visit online at Bartlett. I'm Dr. Joseph Adams with Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. And if you or your loved one is suffering with headaches and or migraines, we invite you to come sit down with our team and see if we can find a solution. What we know about migraines is that they're a complex neurological disorder and there are many different triggers and appropriate treatment requires a team that can address all those factors. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from migraines, we invite you to come into the office and sit down and have a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health, 408 South Main Street in downtown Mansfield. 
Hi, this is Mansfield ISD Superintendent Dr. Kimberly Cantu, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Early voting has wrapped up, meaning Mansfield citizens will have just one last opportunity to cast their vote in the school board runoff election between Dr. Benita Reed and Craig Tipping. After no candidate won a majority of the vote for place three in the May 7th election, a special runoff election will be held on Saturday, June 18th. There will be four voting centers open in Mansfield, including the Mansfield Sub-Courthouse, Vernon Newsom Stadium, Donna Shepherd Leadership Academy, and J.L. Bourne Elementary School. About Mansfield will post the election results on our Facebook page Saturday night after 7 p.m. as soon as they become available. Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday and here to talk about it, the following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Steve. I hope you're well today. It is a beautiful Tuesday morning and... Your day, even though council ended at 8.35 last night, it was a long day for you because you started with a 4 p.m. work session. Yes, we did. But you know what? Anything for the folks, uh, for the people. And we're doing, a, I tell you what, a, a, a great job. In particular, our chief financial officer came before us at uh, 4 p.m. in a work session. And he offered to us or suggested to us um, uh well, we talked about the 2023 fiscal uh, year of uh, the budget, and I say offered and suggested. <laughs> of course, uh, we had uh, proposals for uh, uh, 28 staff positions. I mean, as our city continues to grow, and I'll, I'll tell you this, as we go from department to department and looking at what the needs are, you know, our city is is growing, and um, we're hoping to hire um, just, just more outstanding uh, staffers, I mean, to um, make sure that the quality of life in Mansfield is uh, par excellent. Seven o'clock came. It was time for council to open up to uh, to public chambers and started off with two proclamations for some great uh, some great people here in town. You know what? It's a good way to start at the seven o'clock meeting. And um, we read a proclamation honoring three Methodist Mansfield Medical Center nurses who were named. Get this: who were named in the DFW Great One Hundred Nurses. Uh, I mean, that is outstanding. We're a blessed community to have. Have uh, the three women, of course, who were named, uh, but uh, healthcare professionals who take care of uh, our community. Uh, we also read the second proclamation was in honor of Randall Kennedy, uh, who is one of the uh, community servants that I think everyone should just um, take a listen to. He is uh, a, an exemplary human being. Uh, he's retiring from uh, Frost Bank, and um, he has given more than really more than thirty years of service. Uh, to our community, not only here in Mansfield, uh, but um, of course, we know that uh, he was a uh, MISD uh, uh, member of the Board of Trustees sure. and as well as Tarrant County College member of the Board of Trustees. But, you know, a lot of people don't know, but um, Mr. Kennedy actually was one of the founding members of the uh, MISD uh, Education Foundation. And um, that foundation has raised a little over six million dollars since its 
its inception. And Randall was a part of that. Wow. But again, anybody who knows Randall and his lovely wife uh, know that um, it, it was well-deserved. And the proclamation appreciating him is well overdue uh, for the great work that he does. Uh, Juneteenth uh, got a little nod on uh, on Monday night, too. Yeah. Staff gave the council an update on Juneteenth. Uh, the events are going to take place this Saturday, June 18th. And it's shaping up really to be a great time. Uh, and 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 here's here's what's going to be awesome. It's going to be inside. Don't miss that. So I'm not worried about it being 105 degrees huh. because we're going to be on the inside where it's about 72 to 75. So uh, listen, if you want to come out, have a great time and looking for a good time, you come to that Juneteenth celebration at the Performing Arts Center at 10 a.m. So, and we will talk about Juneteenth later in the episode here uh, with... Uh uh, w- one of the organizers, uh, the consent agenda, 10 items on the consent agenda all passed at the same time. Uh, let's touch on some of the highlights. Yeah, they did. You know, all of them passed. Um, one of them was it included the special event permit for Mansfield Rocks. Yes. Yeah, man. So we want folks to get their tickets. I mean, you can get them, as a matter of fact, today uh, for this uh, family favorite event on July the 3rd. Food, fun, and games as we celebrate our great country. A couple of items got tabled, and let's get into that. I will just uh, let you tee it up and let you uh, let you swing at them. All right. Yeah, we did. Uh, we tabled the proposed amendments to the city's code of ordinance to add the uh, South Mansfield Foreign Based Development District uh, till the next meeting. You know, one of the things that we want to do is to make sure that uh, the public, the people we serve, that they have a real good understanding as to uh, what the intent is uh, behind that ordinance. Uh, we're talking about um, we're talking about development uh, coming to uh, the city in the southern sector of the city. And uh, one of the things that I know that those residents out there in South Point and places like that, that they want, uh, they, they want restaurants, they want retail and uh, that's definitely something that we're attempting to do. Uh, but um, we want to make sure that our messaging is such where that folks will know that that we, the elected officials, will have the final say on what uh, on the aesthetics of the buildings sure. and things of that nature that's that's coming to that area. So it, it was only right that if we tabled uh, that proposed amendment, that we would also table a proposed zoning change for uh, 54 acres at the northeast corner of 287 and Lone Star Road until uh, the next meeting as well. Because uh, to be honest with you, the two actually go together. But you know what? It's always good to hear from the voting public. We serve them and we want to do the best that we can uh, to uh, develop our city in in a um, in a way where we continue to be a world class place to live play learn and work a zoning change uh, took place in this regarding Habitat for Humanity. Real excited. You know, the Habitat for Humanity has been uh, working uh, with uh, so many community partners here in Mansfield for a little over 16, 17 years now. And uh, we approved a zoning change request on 2.9 acres of land at uh, 301 Sayer Street. And uh, we were expecting Habitat. And of course, we're hoping to build about 17 to 20 uh, homes in that 
area, and uh, we are really excited. Uh, one thing that we know about those uh, people, good people who live in those habitat uh, for humanity homes, I'm talking about Mansfield. Uh, every one of them is is still owned by the person that actually helped to build it. I mean, everyone wow. from 15, 16 years ago, they're living in those houses. And of course, it's a benefit to them and a benefit to us as well here in the city to have good good character folks like that uh, here in our town. Now, uh, we did do this, though. Uh, the council did wrap up the meeting by approving a hotel motel occupancy tax uh, reimbursement for the Whataburger uh, basketball tournament at about $5,000 and uh, uh, funding for uh, city overtime for police, fire and parks uh, from the uh, pickle parade. You know, that parade was a roaring success uh, this year. We we're all proud of it. And of course, you know, just like with anything, you got to pay a little money. So so sure. uh, uh, we approved a little over $68,000 for uh, city funds uh, to help to, to uh, jumpstart it. And then and now this is an additional uh, $50,000, $55,000 to, uh, again, maintain safety and just a good flow of traffic. So we did that. So it's over $100,000 that the city actually uh, invests in that particular uh, parade. But, um, you know, it's worth it. It was well worth it. And we're looking forward to a great time uh, in uh, 23 as well. Absolutely. And out the door by 835. Out the door by 835. But you know what? Who's 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 watching their watches? <laughs> we know that when people come to city council meeting that they're raring to go and they're willing to be there till midnight. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's right. We just want to get it done a little earlier. That's all. It's Mayor Michael Evans with a moment with the mayor. Uh, Michael, we'll see you in two weeks. Yes, sir. Steve, and I thank you very much. Appreciate all that you do for the city. It's an event coming up Saturday, and it's an event for everyone here in Mansfield. It's called the Juneteenth Celebration. And with us on the phone to give us the details is one of the coordinators, Della Sapp. Della, welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you for having me. This is an annual event, and tell us about the event, where it's going to take place, and what people can expect at the Juneteenth celebration. Our Juneteenth uh, celebration this year will be at the Performing Arts Center that's located on Debbie Lane, and it is for everyone, because we have to understand that we're not free to everyone is free. Uh, what to expect from this event is a lot of live entertainment, petting zoo, a lot of information on Juneteenth and the history of Mansfield. And this takes place on Saturday the 18th, correct? We will be celebrating on the 18th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. We also uh, have two awesome bands uh, that will be performing as well. Talk about the importance or the significance of Juneteenth, because this has been an event that's been happening for many, many years. In fact, uh, decades, if I recall, which started with Brenda Norwood and and a really a community yes, picnic sir. and how this event has grown. Again, the importance or the significance of Juneteenth, especially here in Mansfield. Um, well, here in Mansfield, you know where Mansfield has came from and how we have grown, how we have grown together. Um, as a community and highlighting the fact that uh, our black people have came from the cotton fields to actually being the mayor of Mansfield. Um, it's getting to know the history uh, and the holiday where the United States uh, commemorated the, uh, the slaves, uh, you know, way back in 1865, getting the information a little late. And they were actually looking at the 4th of July opposed to June 19, which is the day that the slaves were set free. So getting our, this history out to our children 
who don't know that have moved here to Mansfield and uh, from various places that's never heard of it. So this is a learning opportunity, not just a celebration, but an education on uh, what Juneteenth really represents. And it's the freedom. And as you said earlier, not just for black people, but for all people. So that's why we can come together. We can grab this information and we can build on it to make our city a much better place to live uh, as a whole. Again, this takes place on June 18th. It's at the Center for the Performing Arts on Debbie Lane. Della, is there anything else that you want to add before we conclude? Uh, I would just like to uh, see everyone to grab a friend and bring everyone out. Make sure that you uh, patronize the history of Mansfield to see how far we have came. That's the very important part of this. Entertainment is going to be great, but the history is what I want everyone to grasp. Uh, because, only, like I said earlier, only through that that we grow. And Ms. Brenda Norwood has put in a lot to make sure that we pick up the torch and that we carry this day on. Ms. Opal Lee marched to Washington in order to make this a federal holiday. Uh, and then those who came before her and, and myself, uh, Martin Luther King and all the other great people. So this is what this is all about, is grasping the history uh, to see how this day all became a celebration. And so I just want everyone to come out, love on each other. Let's educate each other. Let's share stories. And that's what it's all about. That's one of the coordinators of this weekend's Juneteenth celebration, again, at the Center for the Performing Arts. Della Sapp, thanks for being on About Mansfield. We'll see you on Saturday. Thank you so much for having me. You have a great day. Lake Ridge High School student Donovan Browder has the community at heart and has been recognized for his efforts by being selected as one of 100 amazing neighbors nationally who have spread joy, offered help, or performed acts of kindness in their community by the social media app Nextdoor. And Colleen, coming up in just a couple of minutes, we will talk in studio with Lake Ridge student Donovan Browder, so stay tuned. When's the last time you donated blood? An event is coming up on Thursday, June 23rd here in Mansfield. We want to tell you about, uh, give you that opportunity to roll up your sleeve and help some others that are in need. With us on the phone is the Director of Marketing for ERTX Medical Center Mansfield, April Davis. April, welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you. Tell us when this blood drive is going to be happening and, and where people can get more information. Absolutely. Our blood drive with Carter Blood Care is going to be Thursday, June 23rd. Um, the bus will be there with four texts to see patients. They can see up to seven patients an hour from 11.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Our address is the 1710 US 287, which is directly, uh, right next to the cotton patch. Most Mansfieldians know exactly where I'm talking about, right off 287. Been there many the, times. The drive, you'll see it right in the front of the parking lot. You should see the big sign. Tell us the importance. Is there a shortage on blood right now or are things going okay for Carter Blood Care? What's the status on that? Carter Blood Care and all other blood banks are on a national level shortage. It's um, our particular area out here in the South Arlington and Mansfield area um, was part of the rapid response for Uvalde. So it really depleted the banks um, and they are in desperate need for people to come out and give blood for the people that were of this community. Again, this Thursday, June 23rd, uh, give the hours again and the location. 11.30 to 5 p.m. And we are at 1710 Highway 287, directly next to the Cotton Patch. 
Is there anything that I missed, anything that you want to conclude this interview with? Um, We do want to let everybody know that although what they're doing is heroic, we do want to also do a little incentive, which is that anyone that does come out, gets screened or donates, will get entered into a raffle for a large flat screen TV. I mean, you can't beat that. Great. So they'll be entered into a a raffle for a large screen TV, which... You know, why not? This would be a perfect opportunity if you've never given blood or if you're in the 10-gallon club. This is your opportunity to go give blood on Thursday, June 23rd, 11.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the ERTX Medical Center, Mansfield. April, I appreciate your time and thanks for being on About Mansfield. Absolutely. Thank you so much. The Mansfield Public Library has started their summer reading program for students in kindergarten through eighth grade with a really nice goodie bag as an incentive to get our kiddos to read a minimum of 20 hours this summer. The goodie bag is for those kids that keep a log of their reading hours between now and July 29th, and Youth Services Librarian Julie Christofoli says there are some really great items the kids can look forward to. If they read 20 hours this summer, they can pick up a goodie bag prize from the library or the Mansfield Activity Center. There's food coupons, little prizes. There's an ice skating pass from the Star Center here in Mansfield and a UTA planetarium ticket, all while supplies last. Keeping track of your reading log is as close as your smartphone or computer. So we use a platform called Beanstack. It's all online. Um, You can access it from our website or there's a Beanstack app. If you don't have access to a computer or don't have great Wi-Fi, we also have paper logs that you can access from our website as well. And all reading program participants can look forward to a big event at the end of July. Our summer reading club will cultivate in a summer reading club end party on July 29th from 2 to 4 p.m. at the Mansfield Activity Center gym. Um, There'll be prizes, games, and jump houses, so everyone's invited, and we hope to see you guys there. For more information on the library's Summer Reading Club, log on to the city website at mansfieldtexas.gov slash SRC. In sports, it was a season of firsts for the Mansfield ISD athletics program, along with the first MISD softball team to make a state appearance in the playoffs. The legacy high school baseball team advanced to the state tournament, but fell short in the first round to Friendswood 4-2, finishing their season at 32-10. Legacy pitcher Blake Julius allowed just one run in his final four innings of work while battling a finger strain on his throwing hand for the past three weeks. Julius got out of a jam in the fourth inning with bases loaded by inducing a ground out to end the inning. He pitched five innings, allowed two earned runs on six hits. The end result may have been a loss, but the Bronco boys understood the bigger picture, that they made history as the first MISD baseball team to make it to the state championship tournament. Just a quick reminder that if you know of any news that's happening here in Mansfield, shoot us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, the email address is news at aboutmansfield.com. Please include your name and phone number in case we need more information. This Sunday is Father's Day, a day that honors not just fathers, but father figures as well and the solid role that fathers play 
in our everyday lives. Father's Day events go as far back as 1910 when the YMCA in Spokane, Washington honored dads throughout the city. There were a couple of presidential failed attempts to recognize Father's Day on a national level. Both presidents Woodrow Wilson in 1916 and Calvin Coolidge in 1924 met resistance by Congress in trying to make Father's Day a national holiday. It wasn't until 1966 that Lyndon B. Johnson issued the first presidential proclamation honoring fathers on the third Sunday in June. Richard Nixon made it a permanent national holiday in 1972, some 50 years after Mother's Day came into existence. So if dad is still around and you happen to see him on Sunday, what do you say you dust off the old baseball glove and reenact a scene from Field of Dreams? Hey, dad? You want to have a catch? Gets me every time. Let's head on over to the weather desk to see what the forecast would be like on Father's Day and the rest of the week. Colleen? Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. To be honest, this forecast reminds me of the usual forecasts for the summer for my hometown of Tucson, Arizona. You can summarize it by saying it's going to be about 99 to 100 degrees for the high, with lows of about 78 degrees for the foreseeable future, with one tiny 20% chance of rain on Saturday. More specifically, we'll be looking at a high of 98 degrees on Wednesday, 99 degrees on Thursday, 100 degrees on Friday, 99 degrees on Saturday, 100 on Sunday, 101 on Monday, and 100 on Tuesday. The Tarrant Regional Water District recommends that your Mansfield sprinklers deliver up to three-quarters of an inch of irrigation this week. If you are concerned, check the moisture of the soil later in the week. A soil moisture meter is best, but you can also use a simple screwdriver. If it pushes into the soil easily, there is sufficient water and your lawn will be fine. If not, water an additional quarter inch and be ready for next week's advice. Deep and infrequent watering helps grow strong roots six inches deep to withstand our dry summers. For more watering tips, visit waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Today, we're talking science, health, real estate, and rounding it out with the cocktail of the week. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. Hi, this is Roger of the Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight. The real estate market is far more dynamic today than it has ever been, with values changing quickly. Now is the time to get an update on your real estate portfolio. We're offering a no-cost, no-obligation real estate portfolio review to all About Mansfield podcast listeners. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more and to stay on top of what's happening in your neighborhood. Thank you for allowing us to serve you as your go-to Mansfield area real estate resource. Again, that's homesinmansfield.com. 
At Methodist Health System, every person we treat Good morning, class. is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community. And why so many people trust Methodist. Hi. I'm Orion Jean with Race to Kindness, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb is talking about planets and their alignment. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. You may have heard about an interesting planetary alignment in the early morning sky this month. I encourage you to go see it for yourself if you can get up and go outside at about 4.30 a.m., if it is clear. What you will see is a line of four planets running up at an angle from the northeast point on the horizon, and with the last planet ending up almost overhead in the south. Closest to the horizon is the bright white planet Venus. A bit up from it on the line is reddish Mars. Beyond that is a bright, slightly yellowish Jupiter, and then the dimmer Saturn. There are no bright nearby stars nearby, so if you see the line of four bright objects, you are looking at two of the four rocky planets and two of the gas giant planets in our solar system. The fact that they are in a line tells you something about our solar system. This line is called the ecliptic, and it is the path the sun travels compared with the stars as the Earth goes through its year. Now this last sentence is kind of a mouthful, so I'll go through it a piece at a time. The Earth orbits the Sun once a year. If you are able to see the stars during the daytime, parenthetical note, you can't see this, but bear with me, you could tell that the Sun moves about one degree across the sky every day, passing through patterns of stars we know as the astrological or ecliptic constellations. Full disclosure, I'm a Scorpio. Our ancient ancestors figured this out several thousand years ago by noting which pattern of stars, or constellation, was the first to be seen near where the sunset had just happened. You know, it gets dark and the stars come out. And which other star pattern was seen where the sun was going to rise on the other side of the horizon. These ancient astronomers had made maps of the whole sky and they could figure out which constellation the sun was in by knowing which constellation was either on either side of it from the sunrise-sunset observations. This way, they could know the sun was in the constellation Scorpius, even though the light of the daytime sun hid the stars of the stellar Scorpion from us. Even in daytime, there are still stars above us, just millions of times dimmer than the sun, and they're invisible to us humans, but they're there. Very clever, these ancient sky watchers. Back to the planets, one of the nice orderly things about our solar system is that all the planets orbit in a plane centered on the sun. From the Earth, all the planets we see, including these four, appear to move through sky in the same line as the sun's path, and that's called, as I said before, the ecliptic. As you visualize the line of these four planets, know that this line describes the path of our sun among the stars across the year. I encourage you to go look at this at least once a week, though getting up at 4.30 is not my thing. Later this month, our planet's moon will join this line and quickly move across this planetary lineup. The moon moves across the sky on this line at about 12 degrees every 24 hours. So, by the end of June, it will have traveled past each of these four planets, becoming a mostly invisible monthly new moon. 
It is mostly invisible as we get very little sunshine reflected off it because it is between the earth and the sun. I encourage you to go out every morning and see the moon's journey across this newly familiar pattern of planets. This is visible from town and no need to run to the boonies away from all the light pollution. First time you do it, make a rough sketch of the pattern of the planets and draw in where the moon is. Next morning, show where the moon has moved and keep doing this until the new moon disappears in the sun's light. Congratulations, you have just made a perfectly acceptable astronomical observation. A final thought, TV weather people and the internet love exciting names for astronomical events, and this one has been called the Great Planetary Alignment Not Seen in Decades. This is similar to them describing full moons like the Super Blood Blue Moon. Stuff like this happens all the time, if you pay attention. When I was a young astronomer, we did not have all this hype. The planet scene would have been called, oh, that's an interesting planetary alignment. And the cursed full moon, which had no special name, meant that in two weeks we can set up our telescopes all night without the moonlight interfering with our night vision. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Being safe around the swimming pool is paramount, especially when kids are involved. Angel Biasati has some life-saving tips in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Summertime in Texas means it's hot, so spending more time in the cool sparkling water of a pool, lake, or ocean to cool down. But don't let the water claim a life of you or your loved one. Drowning is the leading cause of death in children under five, and Texas ranks second in the country for fatal drownings. A residential pool is 14 times more likely to take the life of a child than a car. That's why Methodist Mansfield Medical Center believes in offering up some water safety tips along with drowning prevention. Drowning and non-fatal drowning can occur in a matter of seconds. Two seconds is too long. Don't turn your back on a child in the water. Drowning typically occurs when a child is left unattended or during a brief break or lapse of supervision. Make sure your family practices safety around water. Every child over the age of three should have swimming lessons, and your local YMCA is a great way to start and learn. Children should only swim with the supervision of an adult, and when you swim, have a buddy. Obey the posted pool rules and never jump or dive unless a lifeguard says it's okay. Do not eat candy or chewing gum when swimming in the water. If you hear thunder or see lightning, get out of the water immediately. When you're on a boat, everyone needs a seat and their own U.S. Coast Guard approved life jacket. Stay away from pool drains. Know the risk of natural waters like oceans, lakes, and rivers. The water quality may be at issue, dangerous currents or waves, rocks or vegetation, and limited visibility. If the water smells bad, you probably don't need to swim in it. Never underestimate the power of a current in water. Fast-moving currents have the ability to overpower you without warning, even in shallow water. So be alert. Stay safe this summer. With Methodist Mansfield News to Know, I'm Angel Biasati for the About Mansfield podcast. Whether you're interested in buying or selling, Realtor Beth Steinke is here and files this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. 
Not that long ago, buyers had to rely on listing agents to buy a house. Having a buyer's agent just wasn't a thing. Since consumer protection has become a hot-button issue, important changes were made to encourage a buyer to have their own representation in a real estate transaction. That's why real estate agents are called agent, with signed agreements that create agency relationship that requires a realtor to put the best interest of their clients above all others, including themselves and definitely above that of the other side. In a typical real estate transaction, there is one agent to represent the best interest of the seller and one agent to represent the best interest of the buyer. A couple of months ago, my buyer found a house that they absolutely loved. We worked through some due diligence before preparing our offer, and this is what we learned. When the seller had purchased this home, he worked directly with the previous seller's agent and did not have his own representation. And after he closed on the home, he discovered a number of not very fun surprises, the biggest of which was that he did not even own his driveway. The previous owner had a handshake deal with a neighbor to put a concrete slab on the neighbor's land and to use it to park his vehicle. Imagine buying a house and finding out that you don't even own your own driveway or parking pad. While this may not have affected his usability, it definitely impacted the ability to sell the property. Lucky for him, the neighbor was willing to grant an official recorded easement so he was able to sell and transfer that to the new buyer. Good thing he wasn't in a hurry, though, because all of this would have had to be signed, sealed, and delivered before he could close on his new home and move on with his life. And he had already moved out of this house before he even discovered any of this. This is just one story, and I could tell many. In this case, it is possible that the original agent did everything right, and he was just overwhelmed and didn't understand what he was being told, or was too embarrassed to ask questions. Regardless, the lesson here is the same. You are entitled to your own representation and under no circumstances would I ever recommend a buyer working directly with a listing agent. This includes builders. The builder's sales rep work for the seller, not for you, no matter how fun and friendly they seem. In reality, how can one person look out for the best interest of two people on opposing sides? It's just not possible. But it does happen, and the state of Texas calls this type of transaction an intermediary relationship, and all parties must understand what is happening and agree to it. In an intermediary situation, we go from representing one party to technically representing no one. Using a sports analogy, you can think of it this way. As your agent, we act as your coach, providing help, suggestions, solutions, and ideas, and most importantly, advice. But when we switch to intermediary status, we become more like a referee and we can no longer provide advice, but can only pass factual information back and forth between the parties. And honestly, that gets weird and uncomfortable because in the end, someone ends up feeling like they were not well represented. We are seeing a trend of buyers reaching out directly to listing agents, and I get it. They're frustrated in this market, but foregoing representation is not the answer. A candid conversation about your needs and a revisiting of expectations with your agent is the best course of action. So get an agent, a great agent, that you enjoy working with, and go find your dream home together. Now let's get to this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. As of Tuesday, June 14th, there are 71 active and available homes in Mansfield, excluding new construction. If you tuned in back in April, we only had 30 available homes for buyers. That's more than doubled, making it easier for buyers to compete today. Homes range from a mobile home listed at 275 with the list topping out at $2.3 million with six homes priced over $900,000. A quick check of stats this week in Mansfield show that we had 19 homes sold last week. 
with an average of 102% of list price. That's down from 105% of list price that's held steady for the last few months. Are there real estate topics you want to learn more about? Send me a message at info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain is serving up another Cocktail of the Week. This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Raspberry Tea Slushy. Following up on last week's Ice Tea in Paradise and National Tea Day last Friday, I thought I'd provide you another tea-based cocktail. In my experience, different flavored teas are a great base for a lot of different cocktails, especially here in the South and especially during the summer. But as always, don't worry about taking notes as I'll be giving out the ingredients and instructions and posting them on bourbongospel.com. This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Raspberry Tea Slushy. The ingredients, you're going to need one cup of unsweet tea, one ounce of vodka or bourbon, one cup of ice, a quarter cup of fresh raspberries, and one tablespoon of lemon juice. Really, the Cocktail of the Week this week is as simple as adding all the ingredients to the blender and blending until smooth. As always, I'm open to hear you're taking your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Congratulations to Ben Mason, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What are the latitude and longitude coordinates for the intersection of Broad and Main Street in historic Mansfield? Ben knew that it's 32 degrees, 33 minutes, 48.6 seconds north, by 97 degrees, 8 minutes, 31.3 seconds west. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fits their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, the city of Mansfield has just one zip code, 76063. But with Grand Prairie, Arlington, and other municipalities bordering Mansfield, we are surrounded by 11 other zip codes. This week's trivia question is... Can you name the 11 zip codes that border Mansfield? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, can you name the 11 zip codes that border Mansfield? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance for the gift card. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And our neighborhoods wouldn't be the same without them. And we're talking about great neighbors. Most of us have heard about the social media app next door. And the app, along with some high-profile judges, have selected 100 amazing neighbors throughout the country who have spread joy, offered help, performed acts of kindness in their communities. One of those neighbors happens to be in the studio right now, and we welcome Donovan Browder to the About Mansfield Studios. 
Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 16. 16. You're 16 years old, <laughs> and you were voted as one of the best neighbors in the country by <laughs> a, a, a an app that's probably worth a billion dollars. About, probably a little more, I'd say, but yeah, yeah <laughs> you know... <laughs> That's cool. You uh, you live here in Mansfield? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you go to school here in Mansfield? Yes, sir. Lake Ridge High School. Lake Ridge High School. Shout out to the Eagles. <laughs> yes, sir. And my my crack research department says you play football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And football you, and track. And you run track. Football and track. Yes, sir. All right. Let's before we start getting into uh, uh, what a great neighbor you are. <laughs> uh, let's let's. Talk about football for a second. What, uh, what what positions do you play? Safety, safety, D, well, safety and corners with DB. Okay, and under Coach Thor. Under Coach Thor, yes, sir. Uh, shout out to Kirk Thor. <laughs> and what uh, what are your specialties in track? What do you like to run? Um, you know, I like to do the sprints, so the one hundred, the two hundred, the relays, the four by one and four by two. So th- those are what I'm, those are what I specialize in. And do you see yourself after high school participating in football or track? Yeah, you know, I'm shooting to try and get a scholarship for both football and track if I can. Try to play both. Try to play both in a high level in mm-hmm. college. Got your eye on a specific college? Not right now, you know. I'm just I'm shopping around, looking around, you know, okay. hoping for whatever comes my way, whatever God bless, blesses me with. My son is uh is is working his way into a a, a grad school uh, level of, of college and to him it was whoever gives him the most money <laughs> so <laughs> you know I've, I've i've thought of it that way have you okay i've thought of it that way but then i realized you know it's a little bit more than just who gives me the money it's about how much i like the campus how much i like the school sure. the coaches because you know a big big school can offer offer me all the money in the world but if i'm not comfortable there then what's the point of going? But come on now, the money doesn't hurt. <laughs> the money does not hurt. No, it, the money does not hurt. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Donovan, the the great neighbor. And so there are there are three aspects. When I read your story on Next Door, mm-hmm. you started a an organization or a uh, a community project called Christmas Buddy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You were, you also worked on helping some victims of Hurricane Harvey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you also worked on helping a neighbor out whose house was struck by lightning. Yes, sir. I guess the first first question is why? What what is it about Donovan <laughs> that is in that that community community with heart mood that that most 16-year-olds are sitting there playing video games and you're not. You're helping the community. Why, why, why? Well, okay. <laughs> I like I like to say there's a lot into it. Um, I guess one thing, of course, is my upbringing, my parents, my older brother, my grandparents, uncle, aunts, uncles. They're all real good um, service people. So, you know, it, it's been instilled in me since I was young that I need to be able to be selfless, serve others. Um, I think every, every year before the... Uh, about every year before the start of school, like the Sunday before school starts, mm-hmm. my dad will push out next door about just praying over some of the schools in the community. Yeah. And I guess that's one big thing that's helped me out is saying, you know, just helping the community out in just a small way like that has a big impact on a lot of people that we may not know of, but it does. So that's one thing it's been. Um, 
my mom is actually a real big factor. She helps me out. She likes to push me, you know, say, come on, come on, you know, we can work through this. We, she helps me work out a lot of the problems in both Christmas Buddy and the community service I do. So it's really, it's really a lot of my upbringing and parents and family and people I, I surround myself with. And your, your grandmother too, right? <laughs> oh yes. Oh yeah. Grandma has a big impact. You know, she's, she's number, she's number one cheerleader for sure. She, <laughs> she goes, she goes to everything she can go to is right there cheering me on. And I, and I really appreciate it. I realize our listeners can't see them because this is an audio <laughs> podcast, but here in the studio are mom and dad and your grandmother. So mm-hmm. we had to, we had to give a shout out to grandma <laughs> of course, too. Of course. Yeah. Of course. What would be the first project that you, uh, you created? It was six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, about this time, you know, I'm sitting at home playing video games almost from when I wake up to when I go to sleep. And mom knew I'm a, I'm a gifted, I'm a gifted child. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give myself a little praise there. And so I think one, one day before I hopped on the game, mom approached me and said, you know, you're smart, you're a gifted kid, but I, she didn't, she didn't want me on game, on the games all summer long, you know, waste of talent. So she said, let's brainstorm, come up with some ideas of something we can do to keep my mind stimulated and keep me active during summer. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let's do this, you know, and change, change of pace. I'd like it. So we brainstormed. We came up with a lot of ideas. I can't even remember some of them, but the one that really stuck out to me was a kid report. I'm like, you know what? That sounds like a cool idea. Cause I used to, I kind of like journalism at the time. Mm-hmm. Still do. It's still interesting to me. So we came up with, we brainstormed me and her together, brainstormed on how a kid reporter would look like. Yeah. So we came up together. My name was Kid Chris around town for it. Cause she didn't want my real name out there just yet. So we started, we started that. And I went around going to grand openings. I actually interviewed the mayor pro Tim of Dallas at the time. Okay. So, you know, I did a little, did a little stuff. We started a book club called Book Junkies. We went through fun events together. You know, we, what, what it was, we would read a book, uh, buy ourselves a meetup somewhere, talk about it, you know. So like, like a, a teenager's book club. It was when I was younger, so a little, you know, yeah. kind of oh, like a, a pre-teenage, a, what do they call them? A tween, a, tw- <laughs> a tweenager's book yeah, club. Yeah. About, uh, uh, let's go back to the journalism. Are, are you still interested in reporting and, um, well, not as much as I was. Journalism is still something that's always been interesting to me. I don't know why. It's just like learn, learn about your community and trying to put it, put it together and form the community is always something that's really been interesting to me. So All it's right. just, yeah. So if I offered you a, a reporter job here at about <laughs> Mansfield, you'd say, nah, uh, journalism's behind me. I don't, I don't know. You know, you don't I, know. I, it'd be a great, uh. it'd be a great, I'd consider, you know, it'd okay. be a great thought. Right so. now we have about, uh, we have about five, six, uh, five or six reporters. They're all, they all live here in Mansfield. Okay. They're all volunteers and they all contribute to the podcast. They don't contribute every week, but if they have something to report on, then, um, then they report, uh, and hmm. they uh, record an audio file and they submit it to me and we put it on the show. Hmm. And interesting. so, um, interesting. <laughs> if uh, just throwing that out there, <laughs> you know, right. okay, okay. So, uh, <laughs> journalism, and then that led into, uh, the, the next phase, the, the book club. Mm-hmm. Let's keep going from there. And so uh, I actually got the, um, I guess you got the chance to introduce Jonathan Oxier and the, uh, book at the MISD Fan Fest, Book Fest. Yeah. One year, because my teacher knew I was doing about the book. And she said, I got an opportunity for you. 
So I managed. We actually had our book junkies meet up there at at the fan fest, and I got to introduce Jonathan Oxier to the I guess panel or whatever it was at the time. So that was a really cool experience because you know that's first time meeting an actual a big big time artist. I mean author that everybody knows, and it was just um, an experience because. He actually kind of gave me an idea once I told him everything I was doing. He said, use your talents and gifts to um, do something charitable, something to help out your community. And that was a big, one of the big starts of Christmas Christmas Buddy. And tell our listeners what Christmas Buddy is. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So what Christmas Buddy is, is I will, quote, adopt a family over Christmas time. And that's a family that's. It can be something as simple as they're just struggling to make ends meet, you know. Maybe mom or dad are split up or something. Maybe they're together. They're just struggling with income. So it's a family that's in need of just anywhere. Um, and we adopt them. We help make their Christmas special. We get them needs that stuff they need. We help pamper them, you know. Tell them, tell them that they're loved and that this community loves them and that we're behind them. And if they need anything throughout, throughout even outside of Christmas that this community will be behind them. Is there the possibility of expanding Christmas buddy to more than one family? Actually, you know, we actually had that conversation um, this year because during Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving, actually, I helped, I helped my football team, the Lakers football team. Yeah. We adopted two families. One family was uh, one of the teachers at Lakers. Actually, she lost her husband to cancer. Then the day of the husband's funeral, she got the news that her mom passed away. Mm. So she's been, so there's two back-to-back gut punches. So she, we helped adopt her and gave her, her and another family, the family that helped out Christmas, this Christmas buddy, we got them a full catered meal from Market Street for Thanksgiving. Fully catered. They didn't have to pay. They didn't have to pay a cent. Got a flower, got her flowers and everything. <laughs> so... Market Street stepping up. <laughs> the reason I ask about multiple families, yeah. uh, here's my entrepreneurial mind thinking that, uh, all right, Christmas Buddy becomes a 401k nonprofit. People start <laughs> donating money and goods to Christmas Buddy, and then you start opening it up to multiple families in yeah. need. And yeah. this, you know, has the possibility of being a, could be a huge foundation. It could, that, yeah. Uh, Anyway, that's just my well the my, a funny thing about that actually is we're in the process of researching on how to start a nonprofit. I so, tell you what. <laughs> so you mentioned that and I was just like, huh, that's wild. Cause yeah, we're in the process of researching that, seeing what that would look like, how to start off one. So yeah. What came after starting Christmas Buddy? The uh, I, I have on my list here the the her, helping Hurricane Harvey victims, yeah. but uh, so Okay, the first year we did was 2016, Christmas of 2016, and the family we helped in was a um, was a family in my mom's class, actually. You know, it was a single mom. She was struggling to make ends meet with her kid. So we helped adopt them. We gave we gave them food, obviously got them a bunch of gift cards to food place around. Just gave them all almost a full spa, I believe, full mm-hmm. spa day treatment, um, stores, gift cards, stores, clothes, toy. My wildest dream for that family at the time was just give the mom a, almost a bunch of stuff to just pamper her. Yeah. And we managed to get that. It was, like I said, first Christmas buddy I did. It was a nice little turnout, nice help, you know. But then next year, 2017, was obviously when Hurricane Harvey hit. 
we all know that. So that summer, I actually, I've been, I've always wanted to do a crisp, a lemonade stand or something like that, something of the sort. So my parents both approached me because they know how much I wanted to do it. They said, how about this? You know, if you do, a, if you do a Kool-Aid stand, a lemonade stand, you can do it to where the money, you don't keep the money, it goes to the Hurricane Harvey victims. I'm like, that's a great idea. That's just something I could do over the summer to help. So and you what, were, you were how old at the time? About right in the preteen age, for sure. So, all right. So, an eleven-year-old who's making this money at a lemonade stand is is saying, "I'm now going to give this money away." That's that's not a typical eleven-year-old. That's that's <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's Donovan, though. That's, <laughs> yes, sir. All right. So that money, uh, that money, we managed to split between JJ Watts' fund and my church. Crossroads had a fund at the time for Hurricane Harvey, so I counted out the money we got on Facebook Live. So that way. The reason behind that was so everybody who donated or bought something could see exactly where the money was going to, so they could see exactly where it was. So they didn't just have to assume it went there. You could see what it's doing. So that way, it's a kind of relief for the for the people because you know, unfortunately, in this world, we have some people who take advantage of that. Oh yeah. So we didn't want to give anybody that assumption. We said we're gonna count it out on Facebook Live, every dollar, every cent, every penny, on Facebook Live, and we split it. This was this was a church fund. This was JJ Watts fund. This went there. This went there. So and so at eleven years old, you have a lemonade stand, and would you make like five six bucks? <laughs> I I want to say I mean, <laughs> I want to say we managed to go a five hundred each about five for the two foundations about five hundred dollars at each foundation. Nice. I think if our if my memory serves me correct, I think it was. $567 about at each one. That's so. a lot of lemonade. <laughs> it was a lot, you know. I specialize, specialize myself in making drinks, you know, like that. <laughs> where And where were you, where where was your lemonade stand? In front of your home or? Um, or? It was on the corner of Broad and England, right where Broad and England intersect. Yeah. We had it right there. So it was in a good little area, you know, a lot of people passed through there. Although what, what happened was, I guess I saw some cars pass by, read the sign, hit that U-turn, and came back. So it was, you know, in a good little spot where everybody knows. Everybody knows a little intersection. So Didn't hurt that you got TV coverage too, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Fox 4, um, Fox 4 covered the Chris and Buddy story of that mm-hmm. year. And that was part of the stuff that got added onto it. So we, put, we actually put the lemonade stand, we actually post that on next door. We do a lot. Of, we use next door a lot. Yeah. So. You also help then a family. Their house was struck by lightning. Is this mm-hmm. a neighbor or or somewhere a little further in the community? Um, this was a neighbor in, in man the Mansfield area. Yeah. Um, that was this year who we helped. Their family got their house got struck by lightning seven times and burned completely down to the ground. Wow. So yeah, so, they say that lightning doesn't strike twice in the same spot, and and yeah. but this he. Seven times? Yeah, it wow. was it's un, it was definitely an unfortunate event, you know. But the family had a son that you actually passed through Lake Ridge, Lake Ridge football. So when I heard that, okay, I was like, you know what? The football team would really, really love to help this family because that's a former former teammate. So that's exactly what we did. Um the football team helped rally the football team. We raised money. We actually helped together, put some money together. And buy stuff for the family. Um, FCA at Lake Ridge also came through and supported. They helped push the word out. They helped come through, buy, buy gifts for the family. Um, we spread the word on 
Nextdoor, Facebook, Twitter, a bunch of different social media platforms we use daily a lot. Um, we managed to get them Christmas dinner Mark, from Market Street again. Yep. Uh, Market Street gave them gift cards. We had Amazon cards and a Target registry we had. And this year was actually the first year I made a Christmas Buddy Interns. Christmas Buddy Interns, what it was, was younger kids who saw what I did the past year, and their parents wanted them to help out. So I managed to, I was like, okay, we can do this. So I rallied together some kids and their parents, and I made them our Christian buddy intern. And they were actually a real driving uh, force in it. You know, they helped a lot, and I'm grateful for them. And I can't forget the gifts the community get, uh, came through and bought, like I said, from the Target registry, Amazon registry we had. They knew exactly what to get and where to donate, and that's exactly what the community did. So. Let's talk about how you became the neighbor from next door. <laughs> that uh, I know it was a nomination process. Mm-hmm. How many? First of all, how many nominations nationwide were submitted? Forty-six thousand in the so, entire nation. So you are one of forty-six thousand nominations. Mm-hmm. Do you know who nominated you? Uh, no, sir. No, it was just somebody in the community. And to whoever nominated me, let me just say thank you. Um, Cause obviously this means, this means a lot to me, to my family, obviously. But if y'all can recognize, you know, the impact, I just want to say thank you. How did you find out you were one of the top 100? Uh, we got an email saying, congratulations, you know, you've been selected. And it actually sent a mom and she sent it to me. I said, I didn't even know the next 100 was the thing they were doing yet. I didn't know I was nominated. Yeah. I didn't know I was selected till this email. And my initial reaction was, you know, Maybe, maybe they didn't pick that much. Maybe it was a few people from each state they, they nominated <laughs> in. Then, then she said, Oh yeah, no, you know, 46,000 people were nominated. That's a big number. That's <laughs> so a big number. It was definitely a shock to me. Um, I didn't realize my impact. Like I said, I didn't, I, I don't know my, I didn't know my impact was that big. 46,000 people. Yeah. And the top 100 judges, mm-hmm. they aren't, you know, just regular people. Yeah, yeah, there were some pretty big names that, that were yeah, judges. I can actually read out the names to you here. It is Tim McGraw, which everybody knows. Musician. Brandy Chastain. Athlete. Cedric the Entertainer. Comedian. Maribel Perez Wadsworth. Wadsworth. Megan B. Murphy. John Hope Bryant. And S. Mitra Kalita. So is there some big names out here, big people? You know, they do great things so i'm just thankful to them as well for looking through and realizing that i'm a little special kid something like that do a little did, special something did you get to meet cedric unfortunately not you tim know. mcgraw i didn't yeah. i didn't get to meet any of them no none of the judges <laughs> no i and really i really wish i did though has being named one of the top 100 neighbors in the country has that changed your life any no not really i mean it's just um Obviously, I got interviewed by the mayor last week. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal. Um, but other than that, no, not really. I no. just you're still Donovan, yeah, still going through, still going through summer workouts, still hanging out with my friends, yeah. still going to church, still playing video games. So nothing's really changed for me now. In the couple of minutes that we've got left, what is the future of, whether it's Christmas Buddy or the future of uh, Donovan Browder? <laughs> what is, tell me about the future. Like I said earlier, uh, you know, we're researching on how to start a nonprofit right now. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to try and hopefully get that set up. 
and we're going to be able to partner sports teams with uh, community service throughout. First off, you know, first we're going to start locally. Hopefully it can expand to um, nationwide and, and hopefully globally. So that's what we're doing right now. Um, obviously, Chris and Buddy is going to stay because Chris and Buddy is, I guess, what you can call my main thing, the thing that got me to Next Door 100. Yeah. So that's going to stay no matter what. And that's the future for Donovan right now. Again, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Again. And thank you for having a heart of gold. We need more more Donovans out there, <laughs> uh, especially starting at such a young age. Yeah. Appreciate it. And thanks for being on About Mansfield. Thank you for having me. Coming up next week, we will talk with Mansfield dermatologist Dr. Janine Wang about her life in Mansfield and how she went from med school student to entrepreneur. As always, this is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Science reporter, Dennis Webb. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Ask Terry Home Improvement, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. And Jacob Atkinson. Thanks for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this... is about Mansfield. Mansfield.